0: Welcome to the CondoVultures.com podcast with your host, Peter Zaluski, a Miami real estate broker, Wall Street consultant, and expert witness. This podcast is focused on identifying real estate buying opportunities in the South Florida condo market of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The CondoVultures.com podcast is not authorized by the South Florida real estate industry and will most likely annoy many of the region's talking heads. This podcast will feature straight talk and salty language that could be offensive to some. Please remember that part, fuck it, going, boom, that past investment success does not determine future gains, especially in the South Florida's volatile condo market. For more information, please visit condovultures.com.
1: Welcome to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm Peter Zalewski. I am your host. This is episode number 26 in our podcast series. Our podcast series is based on providing some um, updated information, provide some trends, some education, current events, all that type of stuff. Anything related to the real estate and the economy in the South Florida area, Tri-County region, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. That's really sort of our forte. For this particular podcast, so we're going to branch out and we're going to uh, offer some glimpse and perspective about what's going on over in the West Coast of Florida. That'll be the Tampa, uh, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin type of uh, region. If you don't know where it is it's effectively about an hour and a half two hours drive west of orlando which is right in the middle of the state that's where disney world is and mgm and um, all the others why am i talking about tampa uh, why do, should you care well you might want to care because if you are a real estate investor and you're looking to sort of take advantage of opportunities and you're not necessarily landlocked or you're not focused on being in a particular area but you're chasing the value tepa increasingly is a neighborhood or an area where people are looking to why because the prices are roughly not half but close to it it's a very uh, steady market a uh, big job base you got some military you got some other things going on there and uh the places are much more affordable uh in comparison to the miami and south florida region now, while Miami is dominated by condos with some houses, uh, the Tampa area is going to be the opposite. It's going to be mostly houses with some condos. So for this particular podcast, we're going to talk to a former colleague of mine who now works out in the Tampa area. His name is Greg Schreiber, as well as with his partner. His partner's name is Rich Grant. Uh, the two of them together, they, um, they have a company called the Grant Homes uh, Group. And they work under the Keller Williams uh, flag out in the Tampa area. These guys are going to basically roll up the sleeves. They're going to tell us what's really going on out in the Tampa area, what you can expect, what you can afford, and why you might want to just sort of put it on your uh, list of possible investment scenarios. So I think you're going to enjoy it. But if you have any questions, you have any suggestions, you have any tips, uh, criticisms, compliments, anything, we want to hear from you. Please send an email to inquiry at com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. So you should uh, fasten that seatbelt, sit back and get ready to learn and laugh um, about the Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin area. So hope you enjoy.
0: Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of greater downtown Miami, Miami Beach north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood north to Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County South Florida region? If so, the buyer brokers at Condor Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condor Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condor Vultures Realty, please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com.
2: Welcome to the Condo Vultures Podcast. This is Peter Zaluski. I'm your host. This is the 26th episode of the Condo Vultures Podcast. If you're just joining us and you don't know what the Condo Vultures Podcast is, and why would I say that? Well, because we've just been Apple, added to Apple Podcasts. We're on Google uh, Play. We're effectively everywhere, so we're getting a bunch of new uh, listeners uh, day in and day out. What's the podcast all about? Well, it's basically straight talk about what's really going on in the real estate market. So the real estate market is filled with a lot of people who are spinning, they're throwing out a lot, they blow and smoke up everybody's ass, and as a result, there's a lot of confusion. What we're trying to do is we're trying to bring some clarity to the market, we're trying to give you some perspectives, and we're guessing you're listening to this podcast because you're probably interested in investing and or you own or you work in the real estate industry down here in South Florida. Now, we're going to give you a little bit of a, uh, we're going to take a little detour on this particular podcast. Again, podcast number 26. We started at the beginning of April, right, when the whole COVID thing broke, uh, uh, broke and uh, the stay-at-home order was put in place, things like that. So uh, uh, in the process of trying to educate and keep people up to date with what's going on in the marketplace, we're taking a little detour. We're going outside of our comfort zone, which is a tri-county, South Florida area of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. We're going over to the West Coast. We're going to give you some insight as to what's going on in the Tampa, St. Petersburg type of market over there on the Gulf of Mexico, rather than the Atlantic Ocean. Completely different world. They're still dealing with COVID, but it's not necessarily as severe as what it is on South Florida. And we want to give you some ideas in case you're looking to invest in Florida and aren't necessarily dead set on Miami. Maybe you should check out what's going on, on the West Coast. So, who do we got on the line, and why do we got them on the line? Well. There's a guy I worked with for a number of years, probably close to a decade or so, uh, a colleague, a friend, uh, you name it. A lot of um, confidence in him. His name is Greg Schreiber. Greg uh, was a broker. He was doing a bunch of stuff, originally from Jersey City, Jersey, right outside Manhattan. Well, a couple of years back, he decided to uh, pick up uh, roots and head over to the Tampa St. Pete area. There he ran into and formed a partnership with a very well-established businessman who did real estate, did for a whole variety of things, called Rich Grant. Together, the two of them have a corporation called the Grant Homes Group, and it effectively is an entity that works under the Keller, Keller Williams brand over on the west coast of Florida. So after that long introduction, let me make sure Greg and Rich are there. Gentlemen, are you both still there? Still here. Still here. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> now, now, it might seem like I'm blowing a little smoke up your ass to begin with, but trust me, the questions will get harder.
3: You <laughs> <laughs> like that.
2: Yeah. So, so, so guys, um, uh, this is what I'm sort of uh, uh, how I'd like to approach it. I want to do three 20-minute segments. First segment, I want to talk about who you guys are, how you got together, uh, what your business does, what you specialize in. Then we're going to take a commercial break. I'm going to try to hawk some services with, some, with an ad. Then after that, we're going to bring you back. We're going to ask you about what's really going on in the market today over on the west coast of Florida. I'll run another ad, try to hawk some services, and then finally, I'm going to ask you to pull out your crystal ball and make a prediction of what you can anticipate coming down the uh, down the pipe. Does that does that sound good? Is that is that is that work?
4: Yeah, Home run sounds great.
2: All right, so so so, Rich, you you and I are just getting to know each other, but I've known Greg for quite some time. So what I'd like to do is I would like to start off with Greg. We'll talk a little bit about how he got over to your neck of the woods, and uh, and then from there we'll we'll get into sort of uh, you know what what you were doing on or on the west coast of Florida. So 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 Greg, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Everybody's got an interesting story about coming to Florida because they don't necessarily tend to be born here. So um, uh, well, how
3: did you get to Florida? Well, actually, I got to uh, was coaching a prep school up in Jersey City, um, high school ice hockey. Yep. Uh, we came down to the Clearwater area in 1992 for a camp and kind of fell in love with the weather and the fact, you know, kind of walking into the rink with, you know, board shorts on didn't suck and, uh, you know, made a decision to come down, take a little break, come down, check it out, which I did. Um, Went, moved back down to Clearwater in 1994, um, finished, went back up to Jersey City to finish um, college in 97 moved back down to um, Clearwater in 98 and happened to stumble upon Miami Beach and uh, decided that that's the place for Greg at the moment. And from 98 until I guess we met around 2006 or seven, somewhere around there, yep. um, lived in Miami for until 2015, um, simply wanted a lifestyle change and found this Little hidden gem of a beach town called Dunedin, Florida. Okay, I going to stop you
2: right there. I want. I want. Yep. I'm going to stop you right there. It's a lot of questions. First question is: Everybody always comes to uh, Florida because they're running from the law, they're running no. from their ex, <laughs> or there's some other issue. They're chasing. They're, they're chasing gold like Conde León and <laughs> the Fountain of Youth. What? What? What brought you to Florida?
3: I need, uh, none of the above. <laughs> oh um, come on <laughs> none of the above brother <laughs> remember one, we 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 want straight talk <laughs> that's straight talk man it's just uh you know like i said just uh tired of the jersey cold and and snow and all that shit so um yeah, yeah, yeah you know that was and i figured the best way you know you're gonna do it is uh when you're younger so i was young enough and you know i hadn't established anything up there at the moment so it was the time it was time perfect timing yep
2: now, 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 Greg, uh, you, you and I were running during the condo Vultures days, and condo vultures still around, but it's sort of morphed, it's sort of changed because the market changed. Yep. Back then, uh, it was a shit show. There was basically yeah. way too much supply, not enough demand, and we were running and gunning. What, what, is there? One story, one recollection you might be able to um, share with the audience, just about uh, you know that great recession time uh, being in South Florida.
3: Do you have about uh, three, four more hours to go through <laughs> on that? Uh, well, we can talk about um, we can talk about when I testified and
4: <laughs>
3: you know I testified in case in front to uh, put a Russian lobster away. We could do that. Nice. I mean,
4: but, that, but, was, but uh, that had
2: nothing to do with that had nothing to do with the stress real estate market. That was something on the side.
3: <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. Uh, well, I guess, I guess basically, with the distress market, was uh, pretty much for me it was kind of getting into it at that point, and no one was you know short sales banks didn't know what to do with things and it was just like you said, it was a shit show and um, you know, a lot of people made a lot of money at that time and uh to see, you know, how hard it was to kind of just get through a get through a transaction to do a short sale or just people throwing up their hands and saying, Here, take the keys. I mean, there was not one particular story or case. It was just, you know, everything was just new and every day was a battle.
2: Okay. But, but yeah, and I think I think that's well put. Now, now suddenly you decide to pick up roots, leave South Florida, and head over to the West Coast. That 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 was family related. That was market related. What would you say, just in general? And I don't want to get too personal in terms of your family, fear, your family um, life,
3: or anything like that. Family, but, but no, it's all good. All right. Family and just you know family and uh, just lifestyle change. And um, okay. you know we it's, everything's about timing, right? And we were lucky. I mean, we came over because we were just right before everything kind of really took off here. Yep. Um, you know, property values. My my home value is doubled. Um since I, we've come here and uh yeah, I just love it. It's easier. Just you know, a lot less driving. Um, All right,
2: so give people you know, perspective because I wanna I want to use you again as a conduit to connect Miami to Tampa, uh Saint Pete area. I want you to be able to compare and address. What were you paying uh for a place in Miami and then when you went to Tampa uh Saint
3: Pete area, what were you paying and then what did you say it's worth now today with the boom? Yeah. Well I can tell you when we were we were leasing, the last place we, leased, we were leasing because we were looking to make a move, it was for $2,400 a month, and it was okay. right down off of 184th and near um, O'Cutler. Um, oh, Bay. wow. So you're talking you
2: know, near near Homestead,
3: way south. Nowhere way, down, way down. Way down. Where no easy. way. No way. Exactly. Way down. And way you were down. renting a house? or Renting a house. Yep. Renting okay. a house. Um, you know, we just decided, you know, we came to the conclusion we were not going to buy in Miami so we were looking for other areas and we came over here and I had some experience on this coast, came over here and, uh, you know, again, you know, the cost of living and for what we bought our house for and for what we paid is it was probably, you know, it was under probably $1,200 less than what we were paying for rent in Miami. So you're and you're saying like
2: 50%? You're, you're talking yeah, about a 50% discount.
3: Yeah. That's including taxes and insurance. So, you know. Wow. And, no brainer. You know, half a mile to the water, you know, walk um walk to the end of the street, the water's there. Um just, you know, total totally different lifestyle. Yeah.
2: Now now you actually you actually bought, um, do you mind sharing how much you paid ballpark and what what it's worth today?
3: Sure, sure. We paid um one sixty for it. We had a very defined area where we wanted to be in Dunedin. Mm-hmm. Um as far as uh where where our son school was and you know proximity to the downtown area, to the beaches. Um, you know, not too concerned about Tampa and the city life and all that good stuff. Um but we paid one sixty. Yes, it did need some work. Um we put probably about fifty into it, but now it's worth three fifty.
2: Well done. So you're all in for about two ten yeah. and then you now it's worth about three fifty. Well done. Yeah. How many years, how many years was that?
3: That was uh, four years ago.
2: Well played. Well played. Now um, you're, you're there, you're rocking and rolling, you're playing real estate and all of a sudden you meet Rich. Can you, can you sort of talk about that? And then uh, Rich, can you talk about how, uh, you know, how you guys got together?
4: Uh, And every Monday morning, there happened to be a group of, of very aggressive entrepreneurial types that did a conference call and. And I was on that call, and a, a few different folks, and Greg was on the call. I didn't know Greg from Adam. And you know, I'm a I'm a Southerner from Atlanta, Georgia, and Greg's a Jersey boy from Jersey City. <laughs> so automatically, there was a little friction there, right? And uh, <laughs> I was going to ask, <laughs> but, that's a, but that's okay. Well, we're working through it. And then one of my best buddies, my best buddies had a neighbor, next door neighbor, who was selling a two million dollar house. Uh, a beautiful home looking right over the bayou to the Don Cesar. And if anybody knows West Florida, they know the Don Cesar as the Pink Queen. The, it, it, I mean, it is a phenomenal edifice. It's a hotel that's been around for 50, 60 years on the water. It's an absolute jewel of the West Coast. This, this home looked right over the bayou at the Don Cesar, And I'm thinking, you know, I need a wingman on this one. This is a big, a big deal. House a big opportunity to basically interject myself into that social circle. And and I had noticed that Greg was always at the meetings. He took copious notes. He was a good listener. He was ambitious. I think Greg, on that, he was a little, a little, a little bit. uh, He needed a little polish at the time, but he had, he, he had. All the attributes that one would want in, in terms of a wingman, and, and particularly uh, ambition, energy, desire, and, and, and character and integrity. I mean, the guy's honest as the day is long. So I asked him to come in and be my wingman. We, we, blew that, we blew that deal up. We took it away from a realtor who couldn't sell it in a year. We had it under contract in 60 days. And, well done. And, and, that's how, that's how the Grant homes group was born. We kicked ass then and we've been kicking ass for the last four and a half years. Nice, nice, nice. Now, now, um, you
2: know, Rich, you referred to it. You got a guy from Atlanta and you got a guy from Jersey getting together. So when you guys go for, you go for lunch, you go going barbecue or are you going like cheesesteak? Well,
4: <laughs> no, I, 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 am a big old, I'm a big wussy now. I, I, Things like sushi and and clam bisque and all uh, you, you know all that all that jersey crap, but that's okay i, I, mean, I can't get, i I can't hold a pistol to his head and get him to eat a barbecue sandwich What are you talking Shit. about <laughs> nice
2: nice nice and so so you you guys have been working together roughly about four years or so,
4: yeah, yep. just
2: that four years okay and you're you're can you tell the audience a little bit about uh, what, what what's your geography? And, and in terms of the areas that you really focus on and then uh, what, what what kind of product are you doing anything? Or are you only doing single family? You're doing commercial. Could, could you just give them some uh, perspective?
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, uh, well, the geography is the tri County area, which is Hillsborough County, which is Tampa uh, Pinellas County, which is St. Pete, Clearwater, Clearwater beach and Pasco County, which is, uh, pretty much the, the the growth corridor of of Tampa. Uh, you can't grow south. You grow south, you run into Sarasota. You you grow yep. east, you run into Orlando. All you can do is grow north, right? So, so those three counties are are where are where we conduct most of our business. We, we, we are uh, we we're a residential based company. Uh, The Grand Mm -hmm. Home Cube, however, we do have uh, a partnership with one of the best commercial operations. Like currently, we have under contract a hotel, a golf course, uh, uh, an office building. So we're doing a lot in commercial as well, but but that's being done under the auspice of our our commercial partner. And Greg and I are doing basically residential And, and. and I'll just finish by saying this. Our sweet spot is luxury. We are the number one luxury group in the number one Keller Williams office in Florida. Okay? So to give you scale, we're we're number one in the number one office. So luxury is our sweet spot. and, And we could give you a list of names, whether the car dealers, professional football team owners, professional football players, I'm not going to say anything like the left tackle for the Tampa Bay Bucks, but uh, (laughs) so we so luxury is our sweet spot. But brother, all money is good money, okay? If it's depositable, then I like it. So you got a hundred thousand dollar condo to sell? We'll sell for you. You got a now our biggest one? I think three point nine, four point four million, something like that. But there is no piece of real estate. That i don't i don't wanna help somebody uh you know buy or sell uh we we do it all everything got anyway.
2: it so so you guys you you tend to work on the sell side so you're you're chasing the listing or are you working with buyers as well or can you sort of talk about how that nuance works
4: well i i you know you wanna get you wanna get a little a little funky on your show here now Yes, yeah, please. I, I, a, Listen, okay. we, we we have one well, rule. Please. One rule:
2: straight talk, and you can curse.
4: <laughs> all right. Well, here's this. Well, you, you all it takes to be a buyer is a is a fucking car and a, and a personality. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, buyer's agency is where you put the newbies. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, list, listing agency is a, a, typically the good ones. Are skilled, yep. are skilled, skilled businessmen who understand market, who understand yep. marketing, who understand yep. metrics, dynamics of marketplaces. Who, generally speaking, particularly in the luxury space, can stand in front of a multi-multi millionaire and, and hold and hold his ground. And, yep. and I told Greg the best way to talk to a millionaire is to be a millionaire, right? <laughs> that's
0: and, and, that's and right. Because a
4: lot of people are. A lot of people are intimidated by that. So yes, we are primarily a listing company however we do particularly for our whales because we have about five whales and and if you if you're part of the whale family then i I, will we personally personally handle the buys we don't even take uh, right now if we don't know who they are we're going to hand the buys off to one of our agents got it no no no, rich comes from Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say, anybody listening can
2: obviously tell you have a track record in terms of on the business side. Can you tell the uh, the audience a little bit about what you uh, were doing uh, before, after, during your real estate
4: career? Well, yeah, uh, I went to Emory Unit I got an MBA at Michigan State in supply chain logistics management. I was the youngest VP in the history of, of a Dow 10 transportation stock. Called the American President Companies. I was VP at 32, um, wow, and, and did and did did very well. Made a lot of money. And then when I was nice. 38, I had a bleeding, I had a bleeding ulcer, and because uh, I was one of those, you know, I was one of those guys that just never stopped. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I I was I was dying it in my 30s, and so I no. quit. I quit. Uh, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about business. I quit. And I took a year off. I went to Ballet, went to Bora Bora, went to Scotland, played St. Andrews. Just went around for a year. And pretty soon my family was getting worried about me. They didn't know if I was ever coming back. And and they were starting a a boat dealership, of all things, in Florida. So they said, you want to come down and run it? You built businesses before. And and I said, yeah, I'll come down. Move to Florida. That doesn't sound bad. I'll move to Florida. And I came came down, opened uh, a business called Lana Lakes Marine, which became boat in the world, which became the largest inboard ski boat, Malibu Mastercraft, Correct Craft, Moomba Supra, uh, uh inboard ski boat, wayboard boat uh, dealer in the state of Florida. Wow. And, and and concurrently concurrently I was doing real estate and doing very well in real estate. This started in nine and then that, that and it worked out beautifully because when the market crashed in 07, 08, and real yep. estate just went away, yep. our boat dealership had, had basically institutionalized itself by then. We were still doing great in the, in the boat business, so I was able to let my license go inactive. I, I sat back and made plenty of money in the boat business. Nice. But then around thir- around 13, after having done it for 17 years, I was sick and tired of going to the same office every day, 50 weeks a year, 8 to 6. So I, I I quit and got back into real estate and and that's what the rest is history.
2: And that that is a very interesting history, especially the two of you and the fact that uh, you were busting balls. You got a bleeding ulcer, and now
4: you're eating clam bisque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it, it was it was it was a, a an amazing transformation, and it's it's. It, it, I, I, I I'm in I'm in an age, Pete, where I could I could retire right now. But the bottom line is, is I've told Greg, if, not, if a thousand times, my my goal in life is just to say, hell, I do not ever want to retire. I love this business, and real estate's a great business, especially when you know how to do it.
2: And you have the right people around you. So, um,
4: uh, gentlemen, let's take our first commercial break. On the other side
2: of the break, I'm going to ask you about what's going on specifically on the west coast of Florida in terms of the marketplace. Have you break it down for the audience, now that they have a, a good idea of, of, of who you are. So you listen to the kind of Vultures Podcast. On the other side of the break, we're going to ask our experts to give us some uh, lay of the land as to what's going on on the west coast of Florida. Stay tuned. We'll uh, We'll catch up with you the other side.
0: Don't buy a South Florida condo, discounted or distressed, before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com or call 305-865-5859.
2: Welcome back to the Condovultures Vultures Podcast. I'm Peter Zaluski. I am your host. This is episode number 26 in our podcast series. We're taking a little bit of a detour. We're getting outside of South Florida, and we're telling you or giving you the audience an idea about what's going on in other parts of the state. And the area we're focused on this particular segment, we're gonna, or episode, we're going to be focusing on the west coast of Florida, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin type of area. Who do we have on? We have a former colleague of mine, uh, Sarah, still a friend, called Greg Schreiber, and we have his business partner. Gentleman's name is Rich Grant. The two of them have a company called the Grant Homes Group. It's an interesting story about how uh, that came together. So if you didn't listen to Segment 1, you might want to go back and listen to Segment 1. Basically, they work with the Keller Williams uh, franchise out of that Tampa uh, uh, Clearwater, St. Petersburg type of area. So um, I was having a little conversation with Rich during our commercial break when I was trying to peddle you services. And it, I came to realize that Rich actually spent some time in the 70s living in Miami. Rich, do you remember anything from the 70s in Miami? Because that was right before uh, all hell broke loose with the cocaine
4: cowboys in the 80s. Yeah, yeah I, man, we had a hell of a time. I uh, <laughs> I, I actually, no, nah, I dated and got married to the doctor who was the team OBGYN for the Dolphins, Dr. Gerald Relkin. I married his daughter, Gina. Uh, um, I I worked at the Wackenut Castle, Old Cutler. I had the envious job of taking the wire brush and cleaning the cracks between the brick pavers in the summer in Miami. That was a real good job. Um, but I would do it all day long because me and my buddy Scott, we'd get home, you know, we had hair down mid-back. We'd get home, and after a shower, we'd head down to Monty's, and we'd order a pitch of Miller beer, a conch critter. And prior to going to Monty's, we partook of something else as well, which I don't know if I'm allowed to say or not, but you can use your imagination.
2: Well, well, you you, you know, Rich, um, uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Robin Farzad. He does a show for uh, National Public Radio. He uh, used to work at Business Week. Uh, he he writes a lot for national media. He did a book called Hotel Scarface, and he actually documented it. it's nonfiction. It's about a place called the Mutiny, and anybody who doesn't know the Mutiny, the Mutiny was the – it was the Casablanca, if you will, of Miami during the cocaine cowboy era. This is where the feds, the drug smugglers, the money launderers, the bankers, legit, illegit would get together, and they would party. There was uh, th- there was a saying, they sold more Dom Perignon in Miami during that time, and most of it was sold at this particular place. Did you ever have the pleasure of going to the Mutiny, the infamous uh, – a hotel and bar where basically all the Muckety mucks ran back in the day, then the Cocaine Cowboy era? You know,
4: I, I didn't because I, I was I was a working stiff. I was I was a I was a beer I was a beer and cock critter guy. Now later on in life when I'd come back I would yep. stay at the Chica Grand Bay. I, I would I I all the clubs and yeah, I, I had a taste
2: Got it, got it. Well, I I would encourage you, and I'd also encourage the audience, if you want to get a sense of what Miami's history has been, it's always sort of had that, uh, you know, that runner type of mentality, check out uh, a Robin Farzad's book. It's called Hotel Scarface. Robin had mentioned there was some talk about turning it into a um, a series on one of the uh, uh, the app channels uh, like Netflix, something like that, and also they were looking at it for, as a movie because it's, it's nonfiction, and a lot of the people who were running the stuff back then, they've served their time, they paid their fines, and now they're basically looking back and reflecting on the good old uh, 1980s. So if you call them good old days, because there were a lot of murders and stuff like that. But interesting part of Miami's history. Interesting part. So, Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So, so, so gentlemen, um, so somebody's coming from South Florida. Um, you know, maybe they've been here. They said, you know, I really want to invest in Miami. They look at the prices. They say, holy shit. Uh, look what I get uh, for the price. I don't know if I necessarily, uh, you know, it's not necessarily effective use of my money. Um, maybe I should look at other places. They decide they're going to go ahead and they're going to look at uh, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin, that sort of area. What, what, can could, could you kind of compare and contrast? I don't know if it's Greg or if it's Rich or if it's both of you. Uh, exactly what's kind of the difference? If you can give some perspective in terms of the type of uh, residential, if we could just focus on residential, as well as the pricing and then like the, the carry, the maintenance fees, stuff like that. Just, just so people can get a sense of really what the value is out, uh, out your way.
4: Well, Pete, uh, first and foremost, the biggest difference is price. I mean, I, Greg, we obviously, we have an office in Miami, so I'm very familiar with pricing down there. And, and you take a comparable home on the water, looking straight out uh, over and having having beach as your backyard is beach, not rip-rap, not a seawall, but sand. I mean, uh, you you can get 5,000 square feet here, for two million dollars, um, uh, yeah, penthouses, beautiful penthouses, three, three, twenty-five, in every 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 uh, bedroom in the nicest areas, million one, million two. I mean, you just compare that to anywhere around, whether it's Brickell or, or the beach. Or wherever you're talking of a delta uh, in the in the in the range of two times to three times. Um, wow, and, wow! And I'm actually I'm actually a developer in a group of buildings going in in an area called Madeira Beach, which is right in the heart of where everything is. And sort of our our catchphrase is to the West Coast because we're putting in seven condo buildings. A Cambria Hotel, 45,000 square feet of retail, a harbor marina, the whole thing, and we have penthouses there, three bedroom, three bath, 1,850 square feet, going for $900,000, and that that just that's such a different, and we're making money doing it. So,
2: okay, okay, Uh, Rich, if I can interrupt, you said uh, you said what what was the price on the 1,850 square foot penthouse? Nine nine hundred thousand. All right, so nine hundred grand. I got a calculator in front of me, divided by eighteen fifty. We're talking about a rock star place. So you're talking about four eighty six a foot. Greg, what can you buy in Miami for four eighty six a
3: foot? Um, well, something maybe facing <laughs> <laughs> something 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 on fifty fifth and collins. <laughs>
0: yeah. Overlooking the dumpster. Uh, facing
3: the dumpster, you know, kinda of going that way. Um, and, and then also to kind of jump on that, these are, these are brand new. I mean, these are brand new. They're, you know, three beds, three baths. Um, you know, and you're looking at, as far as an investment, go so very, um, conservative, very, very conservative. You're looking at probably, uh, 65% occupancy, um, over the year, but that is super conservative just because there is, and also there's nothing like this product up and down the beach. So to get eighteen hundred square feet, each bedroom has a bath. Um, so nice, you know, brand new, spacious, uh, on the beach. You know, it just doesn't exist. So it's okay. kind of a game changer for this area.
2: And, and, and then in terms of again, because we our audiences, you know, they they tend to be have a good understanding of real estate. What 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 is the ballpark maintenance fee per square foot monthly on something like that eighteen fifty um, square foot place? You're talking about the penthouse. Well, it's got to be.
4: my but my HOA payments, nine hundred a month, and everything's taken care of except for my cable and my utilities.
2: Okay. Okay. So 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 it's about just under fifty cents a foot, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. Wow. As it's compared to so what are we over a dollar, dollar fifty by now over some of the new yeah.
2: Places? Generally, generally speaking, mainland of Miami is about 75 cents a foot per month and the beach starts
3: at a dollar
2: a foot. So you can see right there there's, okay. a, there, there, there's a monthly saving. Now, now if somebody came out there and, you know, they say they live in Hong Kong and our audience goes from Prague to Sydney, from Toronto to Buenos Aires. Say, say they're sitting in Hong Kong and they say, you know what, I want to invest some in property in Florida. Maybe I should go check out this particular area. thing is, I'm not going to live there. Um, what, how does it work on the rental side in, in, in a scenario like we're, we're discussing right now?
4: Well, you, you have different. Like, well, I'm very fortunate. I I have one building that I'm an owner in where I get three day rentals, and, and that's very unusual. Typically, the minimum is is two weeks. Sometimes okay. it's a month. So, it's, so that that's really you just gotta you gotta have the right property manager, and and and, and really let your realtor know exactly what. Your strategy is going in, yep. so so we can find exactly what's going to fit that strategy. Yeah. I mean there's there's property out there for all buyers. If it's strictly a, an an investment to to cash flow, whatever whatever the number is, fifteen twenty points a year positive cash flow, then then, then we would try something that has. The, the 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 smallest r- rental window because obviously the smaller the window the higher the price per yes.
2: night per yes.
4: night right and, and now
2: now 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 if somebody wanted right. to rent it though say 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 they buy a, they, they buy a place they want to turn around like like the scenario the the three three way, 1850 square feet for nine hundred grand. If if they, if they want to rent it, let's say to a tenant for a year or something, what, what what do you think that they would ballpark be able to achieve in a rent just so they can run the numbers at home, uh, you know, for whatever kind of performance they might want to put together in their head while they're listening to this podcast?
4: Okay, well, I can tell you with mine, uh, it, it, at 65% occupancy, we, we make $30,000 a year, but we have a penthouse on the beach. For, yep. You, you know, four months. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I tell, I tell all my friends, I don't want to go to the goddamn beach in January when all the Canadians do. I want to go to the beach <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> so we, we, we'll, we'll rent, we'll rent that penthouse to the Canadians in the winter for top dollar, and then when nobody wants to come to Florida and pay top dollar, I'm moving in, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So would
2: w- would you say the renter is more so short term and they're seasonal to take advantage yeah. of like the uh you know the, the temperature rather than maybe a full time person who's going to want to lease it for a year maybe stay for five.
4: Absolutely.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay, so it's like a short term hit, and and then um uh do, do that type does that type of product does it work with like an Airbnb concept and and how well accepted is Airbnb uh on the west coast of Florida.
4: Airbnb is so much more labor intensive. We have a management group that has a national marketing plan that they they okay. have a a database of hundreds of thousands of renters all over the world and the first thing they're going to do is they're they're going to convert the, their prior customers from the 20, 30, 40-year-old condos into the yep. brand new ones that we're building right now, right? And and got it. And and we paid them uh fifteen no 15% fifteen percent fifteen Ten percent the first year, fifteen percent thereafter. And, and 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 honestly we we don't do anything else but we call it mailbox money. We check the mailbox <laughs> every month. Oh wow, that's fantastic.
2: And and what what would you do? You enter in an agreement with them for a year and then they turn around and run it and they send you the check or or is it, is, that a, is it longer term? What, what what kind of relationship is it? And how does it work? Just because predictability, again, you're sitting in Hong Kong. You want to get some of your money out because all all hell breaking loose with China. And you want to park it there. Is it the type of thing where they have to be actively involved? Or could they be kind of a limited partner sitting in the back and not have to worry about it? Because they got to have other things on their mind.
4: Well, well keep in mind that they're human beings. So they make money by yep. leasing that unit. So... You put handcuffs on them and go, listen, you can only do it when I call you and say I have this time free. Then Understood. they're not going to put you in front of me. Because I, I, I'm telling them, not only can you do it, but you do a good job. I'm going to spiff you five grand at the end of the year. Nice. Okay? Nice. So, okay. so the, the scenario you just mentioned, I, I mean, and this is how Greg and I run our business. If you come in any scenario from a, from a selfish point of view, I, I mm-hmm. mean, you, you're gonna get you're gonna get what you deserve. And, I, and our philosophy is, uh, you know, the best the best way in the world to get what we want is to help other people get what they want. I want these guys busting their butts to rent my unit to make the most possible amount of money, and, and then that way I know who their favorite owner is, and it's, I want it to be me, because that, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to get mine rented out first. Okay, so so so
2: I, I guess the takeaway is, is that if you're flexible, um, and, and they work with you, Rich and Greg, then potentially you guys can walk them through the whole process, and uh, it can be stress-free,
3: yeah. and they
2: can go Absolutely. to the mailbox to pick up their checks. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that,
4: and and la- Last thing, let's say we have an agreement within my group. If we yep. want to rent that unit in January, when, when we could otherwise rent it for a con- from a con- pay that we got to pay, the, we're, we're paying that property manager what they would have made had we not taken the units. That's fair. That's very yep. fair. Right. Got right. it. Got it. Got it's it. only it's only six, seven, eight hundred dollars. A couple of weeks on the beach. I mean, it's not, not real, not serious money, but but it, it keeps their cash flow going and. and you know, th- to these guys, six or $700 is a lot of money. So so, yeah. we, we, so, so again, we're just trying to take care of them, if that makes sense.
2: No, 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 it makes make, makes all the sense in the world. Now, now, one of the phenomenons we're reading about um, national press, as well as what we're seeing, at least here in South Florida, and I want to see how it applies to your area, which is Tampa, St. Petersburg, uh, Clearwater, Dunedin area, west coast of Florida, is uh, people starting to say, no, 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 I don't want to live in high-density condos. I'd rather have my own piece of dirt because I want to be able to self uh, isolate, if you will, because of everything going on with the pandemic. Have you guys noticed that? Or, or what, what, how would you say? Has there been any change yes. since COVID broke in terms of houses over condos, or were, co- or were condos always secondary compared to houses on the west coast of Florida?
3: Well, we can tell you. Um, I mean, case in point, I mean, there's folks coming from St. Pete, which is to Land O'Lakes, which is probably about an hour. Or so and there are people that are okay, you know, where are you coming from? now we're coming from St. Pete. We just don't want to deal with, say, the flood insurance. Um, we want a little bit more space. So they're they're migrating a bit north. So okay. there definitely is some credence to that.
2: Got it, got it, got it. But but it hasn't been like a dramatic shift where suddenly if you had a condo listing, you got nobody looking at it, but if you you list a house,
3: you're getting all kinds of offers the first weekend that it's up on the market. There's, there's just no inventory, Gene. I mean, since we start, since, say, the whole COVID thing started, you know, we were, we had, there had been, you know, the market had been, prices have been running up, 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 up. And me and Richard have yep. been speaking about, there's got to be a pullback at some point, right?
0: Then yep. the COVID yep. thing hit,
3: but we have not stopped since it started. I mean, literally been tracking, you know, we track our numbers like much like a stockbroker. You know, we look at three-day, seven-day, 30-day. And yep. since the whole COVID thing started, um, pending, pending listings and sales are way outpacing new listings. So, and that's in all three counties: Pasco, Hillsboro and Pinellas. And there's just there's no inventory.
2: So, so if there's no inventory, that means the prices must go up. Um, is it are the prices getting to a point where somebody sitting home uh, saying I will never sell my house might start to scratch their head and say, you know what, maybe I ought to list it? Is, is that oh, starting to happen I, yet, or are people I, I, too I, afraid
3: I, about moving because no. of COVID? No, there's some folks that are just you know we're we're you know we're all about the data and kind of uh, schooling people. We've had a few folks. No, I'm going to wait to list. Why are you going to wait? Let me show you. You know, there's no inventory. Oh, you think it's a good time to sell? Yeah, look. I mean, you know, it's not just real some BS. It's, you know, this is this is reality. Look at the numbers. And I mean, we're consistently under contract, over asking price. And then I guess what Rich and I's forte is, is we. I mean, no offense, nothing against appraisers, but we set the market, okay? Yeah, you know, we set the market. So we kind of, you, you know, we consistently get the highest price per square foot. And, you know, I contribute that to the hard work that we do and, you know, the package we prepare when we meet the appraiser there. Yet, I mean, again, it's supply and demand. And if somebody's willing to pay something and you're getting over-asking offers within, you know, every, you know, two days, three days on the market, then that's going to say something. Um, wow, wow.
2: And, and and is what kind of disconnect, if any, is there between what the appraiser is saying versus what the market's saying, and and how how willing are buyers willing to cover the difference so they can turn around and get a mortgage, uh, even though the appraisal might be lower than what, they, what the what the contract price is? No.
3: We, we've got a deal going on right now. Um, the buyer is getting. We are representing. We're on the list side. They are getting like a 2.85 interest rate or something crazy like that. And they Wow. It home. So so we negotiated in the contract that wherever the appraisal lies, they're going to come in ten K plus.
4: Okay? Interesting.
3: So so it's kind of like yeah. LIBOR
2: plus, but like getting wow. It, it,
3: it, yeah, I mean it's, it's you know they they love it. Okay, here's the number, and you know we're, we're having conversations, real conversations with with sellers. Hey, you know this might not appraise, and they go, well that's okay because we're getting a lot more than we expected anyway.
2: And, and, and Rich, the, these buyers, uh, where, where, where are they coming from? Are these, are these just people relocating or relocating from local or are they coming from uh, different parts? Like I, I did a podcast a couple of weeks back and I had on a guy from Fort Lauderdale and he's saying he's getting a lot of New Yorkers who are bypassing Miami, uh, one in part because of COVID. The other part is because of price and availability and they're paying over and above, but they want to get the hell out of high density New York and they want to go horizontal in Fort Lauderdale. So that, that that's what's driving that market there. What, what's driving the buyer market in uh, in your neck
3: of the woods?
4: Well, r- right now I think the primary driver is just affordability and interest rates. Where are they coming from? Everywhere. Yeah. South Florida, Jersey, New York, uh, Orlando, <laughs> Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, wow. Tampa. T- Tampa is a I lived all over. I, I, I won't bore you with how many cities, but about 15 cities when I was in the, doing my corporate thing. And sure. it's just an amazing place. The infrastructure is good. Um, you know, unlike where you live, it doesn't take me three <laughs> hours to go, to go two miles at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So we are infrastructurally set up beautifully. We have consistently the most beautiful beach, Siesta Key, Clearwater Beach. The most beautiful yep. beaches in the world are are over here, and uh, so, so you name it, man. I, I wish I could give you a more specific answer, but I'm sitting here thinking of six customers top of mind right now, and literally they all came from different states. And wow, but, and we're but they're a, primarily we're domestic. A fair...
2: They're they're primarily domestic. Are you seeing a Canadian influence? You seeing anybody from the Caribbean, Latin America, Europe, anything like that? Chinese,
3: China. 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 Yeah, we've yep. got yep. We're working wow, big, that, big, uh, a, a big
4: flow. One of our know? one of our whales is uh, Chinese, and he's bringing in a whole company. And he's got we, we, we he's bought houses. They bought two houses. Now they're looking at condos. He bought a golf course. He bought a hotel. That, that I mean, just so, so yeah. You, you, right now, ch- China money spends real good. Wow, wow, wow. And um,
2: uh, South Florida is getting hammered by COVID. There's, you know, there's north of 400,000 COVID cases in the state of Florida. Roughly 43% of all the cases are in Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County, and about 47% of all the deaths are down here. Um, uh, I'm not as familiar with what's going on in the Tampa, Clearwater, St. Petersburg um, type of area. uh, How's COVID and what kind of impact, if any, has it had on business thus far for you
3: guys? Well, right well, now,
4: well, very little. Right, now I have yeah. the COVID data sitting right in front of me. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, the COVID data,
3: because
2: we 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 have a situation. While Rich looks for it, Greg, I'm sure you saw it. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. We're playing the um, yes. Miami Marlins. With the Marlins, and all the Marlins yep. players now supposedly there's like eight, what is it, sixteen Marlins players and two members of the staff all have
3: COVID. And all the Philadelphia teams
2: on lockdown they were all and the all that. Club. <laughs> yeah, well, that's
3: probably it, yeah, right? They were all <laughs> the strip club, man. That was it. Now, I mean, over here, I mean, I could tell you, I, me personally, I got tested last week, came up negative. Um, but again, when it, um, it's just. I don't you know, it's hit or miss. I mean we know three or four people that have it. Um yep. I can tell you no one within our office of over four hundred people does not have yep. it. Um the the restaurants and the bars are open. Li- the bars oh, are, are literally open. Yes they are. Okay. The bars are open, you just you know, there's are certain areas marked off where you cannot yep. you know, sit also thing. Um, but you know, as far as folks going out and seeing properties and seeing um still there's open houses uh, things like that. So, you know, knock on wood. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful for the uh, fall for the winter time. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We're going to get it. We're going to get lax again. And then, you know, there's no such thing as the common cold anymore. So yeah. come October, September, you know, November, God knows what's going to happen with the kids going back to school. But I just think yeah. we're in a, uh, uh, this gonna be for the last quarter of the year. But
2: but 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 business has been steady though, so that's the amazing thing.
3: Business, I look at every day we wake up, you know we do our same thing. We haven't stopped doing what we do, and you know I just look at the data, look at the numbers. I mean, you know, if yeah. you're buying. I mean, look, what, what, where are you going to get a rate like
4: this? I, <laughs> I think, mean, if you yeah.
3: if, 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 if if
4: you were, just uh, offer a a personal opinion, I, I really do think that it's a combination of interest rates are historically low. We actually had one person. At 1.89 last week, but but three percent is uh, three and under is you can count on getting that if you have good credit. And, and I also think that for, for better or for worse, about half the people in this country don't think COVID's that dangerous. And, yeah. uh, and and so I think if you got half your buying population with access to the cheapest money in history. Yep. then uh, yeah. th- th- then that makes for a robust market, particularly in an area of great affordability.
2: Yep, yep. And, you know, and that's a, that's a great point. Um, uh, Greg, Greg, you had a re- uh, reference to it, and I want to see what uh, Rich has to say about this, but you had referenced it where you guys would ask yourself, you know, how can it keep going up? One of the things we're talking about down here is, hey, I want to buy, but I don't want to catch a falling knife. The scenario being, if I go to catch it at the falling knife, it's going to slice me, why don't I wait? Rich, what, what what do you say to that? For somebody who says eh, it all sounds great, but it, it's too early. What 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 would be your, your your take, your perspective?
4: Well, well, my personal perspective is sell now, wait a year, and box cheap, because this thing ain't going away, brother. And uh, yeah, I, I I think I think right now we're we're in a bubble. Interest rates are great. I think post election. No matter which side you're on, blue or red, right? It, yep, uh, we're, yep. we're apolitical. We know blue has an agenda. We know red yep. has an agenda. But neither agenda supports a continuation of just spend, 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 spend until you're printing money, right? So yep. at some point, there's going to have to be some fiscal responsibility that's going to restrain access to capital. And that, that, that's the law of elasticity. When you're restraining access to capital, you're decreasing demand. When you decrease demand, supply goes up, prices go down. Right now we're in a bubble. So we're telling our people, man, sell it now. Go rent something. And then next year, buy it for 70 cents on the dollar.
2: (laughs) You're just a trader. It doesn't matter as long as there's a trade. (laughs) I like
4: you, Rich. I like you. Greg, Greg, now I see.
3: (laughs) (laughs) See? Uh, So, anyway,
4: that's my answer. Did that answer your question?
2: Yeah, no, I think it does. And, uh, guys, I don't think you're going to believe this, but we're actually at the end of our second segment. So I want to take a commercial break. On the other side of our commercial break, I'm going to ask Rich and I'm going to ask Greg to pull out their crystal ball and start to glaze into them, glance into them, and give us some perspective. So you listen to the Count of Vultures podcast. On the other side, we're going to have some predictions.
1: Challenging times for real estate calls for experts that help you to navigate the new normal in the process of buying or selling property in South Florida. At CBR Realty, we listen carefully and advise based on stats, local knowledge, and experience. For more information, call us at 305-865-5859 or visit our website, cbrrealty.com.
2: Welcome back to the Kind of Vultures podcast. This is Peter Zaluski. We're having a conversation, I'm your host. We're having a conversation about what's going on in the Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin type of area, uh, basically the west coast of Florida. Who are we talking to? Well, we're talking to Rich Grant and we're talking to Greg Schreiber. They have a uh, company called the Grant Homes Group, which operates under the Keller Williams brand. They're out there in the Tampa, uh, St. Petersburg type of area, and they give us some perspective of what's going on in the marketplace out on the West coast of Florida. So uh, we had two segments. First segment, we talked about who they were, how they got together. Uh, Second segment, we sort of talked about marketing conditions. Now I want the two gentlemen to sort of give us, uh, make some prognostications in terms of what they see coming down the pike, what concerns them and what has them excited. So guys, did you pull out your crystal balls and uh, you're ready to make some predictions?
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we got it ready. Go ahead. All
2: right, all all right. So, so I I guess I guess the first uh, uh, first question, and I'd like to I like to sort of pair everything. Um, Let's say up till November, which is the presidential election, where we could have a a re-election of uh, Donald Trump, or we could have, and and, which means uh, running the economy one way. Or we could have uh, the election of Joe Biden, who's going to be a Democratic uh, nominee, and we might be going in a little bit different direction. So, so if you guys, uh, if you can kind of give me both uh, up till the election and then after the election. So that's the way I like to sort of set the scene. So so I guess the first one, we'll, we'll, we'll start with Rich. Rich, um, somebody in the market uh, looking to maybe buy a house, they want a second home. They're so looking at Florida, they thought maybe Miami, but now uh, maybe the west coast of Florida makes some sense. Um, what, what kind of suggestion or advice would you have for them in terms of timing? Does it make a difference uh, whether they do it before or after the election or is it all pretty much the same? I, again, this would be a second home. This would be a place that, uh, you know, maybe they rented or they can just keep it alone. but not necessarily looking for it to uh, be turning a return on them. What, what, what would you what would you say?
4: Okay, I, I would tell them there's a very simple rule of thumb. Every one okay. percent well every one percent in changing of interest rates decreases your buying proposition by ten percent. So let's say you want to buy a half million dollar house and mm-hmm. interest rates go from two and a half to three and a half. Well now you can only buy a forty four and fifty thousand dollar house based on the same metrics. If interest rates go from two and a half to four and a half, Well, you're five hundred thousand dollars house. Now you can only buy four hundred thousand dollars house. So, what what we're saying, it's almost counterintuitive, but through the election, because of historically low interest rates, that we see this as an opportunity to, if you love it, if you want to be here, lock lock, lock it in with almost free money, and, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna get hurt. Now, if you're selling. Because a, a buy down here is a buy and hold. If you want to, uh, uh, if you want to make sort of a uh, uh, an analogy to an equity, like you know Disney stock or GE stock, Berkshire Hathaway. Yep. You know you buy and hold, right? A, a, a house you buy and hold. You, you're you're not day trading houses. So yes, at historically low money, that is not a bad investment because it's Florida, buddy. And everybody's still moving here. It's the number one state in the country for move-ins. You can get that from U-Haul, Mayflower, any moving company metric you look at. Now, take the other side of that, selling. I think sellers are going to get killed in 2021. I personally have a fairly extensive portfolio of of homes. And just in the past three months, I'm down... R- roughly, eight eight percent, eight percent. And, and In terms of the assessed lot.
2: values or the, the valuations of your portfolio. I,
4: I, I, it, when I sit down with my accountant and, and I and I do net worth statements, because you know when you're stacking debt for development, now a lot yep. of times they're looking at net worth statements, right? So yep. my, my net worth statement. Uh, has decreased on the property side by eight percent since April, and that's that's a seven figure uh, number. So you, you you know at the very minimum, I'm, I'm eighty thousand dollars on paper, and, and yep. I don't think I've even begun to get hit yet. I think yep. I think we're looking at twenty to thirty percent in sometime in twenty twenty one, and yep. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. So sell now. Buy now, and good luck if you want to sell in January, buddy, because that might be a tough sell. Got it, got it. Now, now, now
2: Greg, uh, you, you and I ran during the downturn uh, in Miami
4: um, yep. in terms
2: of way, uh, way too much supply, not enough uh, demand, yep. if you will. Um, uh, are you seeing anything that, uh, you know, leads you to believe one way or another or anything you can compare and contrast maybe your Miami experience, uh, you know, over 10 years ago?
3: Well I just the one thing I do see is i do i do not see things as you know where the bottoms just fall out like it did in two thousand eight um yeah even being is uh you know stricter guidelines for lending um stricter you know how many how many appraisals fell out <laughs> got <rid of> <laughs> you know of all these guys that were doing appraisals and you know all that stuff but I, I do see now. Um I, I you know we have clients that are looking, you know, they're waiting for like that unicorn and I, I don't see that happening per se. Um nothing like that. Um just based on folks do have equity in their homes now. Um, you know, stricter lending guidelines. Um yet I don't see anything happening like when we were running back then, that was just that was insane.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Now 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 Rich if somebody does buy in um on the west coast of Florida Let's say the Tampa St. Pete area and their play is to turn around and rent it, whether it be on a like a, like a short term rental, like you were talking about with, uh, you know, during the season or maybe something a little bit more uh, predictable, like a six month or a 12 month lease. Um, how much is COVID, whether it be people traveling and or people not having jobs? Um, how much will that factor in in terms of what an investor can anticipate? in terms of uh you know revenue annually and, and can they effectively cover their nuts based on uh you know the possible users that they're going to rent the place to
4: well right now the, the 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 condos and the condo hotels and the and, and the airbnbs are are basically full and uh wow. so we're um we're seeing a robust um uh, 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 a robust group of, of travelers coming into this area. The, the Cambria, which is one of the buildings, hotels. We 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 just recently, our development partner just finished building. Uh, it, it, it's at what is it ninety percent capacity? Ninety
3: five out of six weeks full. Wow, it's been five out of weeks. six weeks. It's been open six weeks. It's been full five. So. Yeah.
4: You know, and, and that's one of our buildings, and so you know, right now, um, I, I mean, I, I it, it's going to play out. It's, it's going it, to, at the end of the day, is how many? you know, if people aren't dying from this thing, I don't think yep. it's going to, it's going to be that big a deal. People are dying all months, and really, it it, it it turns out to be worse than it is. Of course, that's going to hurt. But I think that if it maintains just what it's doing today. Uh, then, uh, then I've been very pleasantly surprised that our bookings are not down.
3: Got yeah, and i now, add now, on now. to
4: that that um
3: that on that just I think we're seeing a lot of, even what I'm looking at even what I've done personally with my family we've been going back and forth up to the mountains why you know nobody wants to get on a plane but it's an easy drive so we're getting a lot of folks just vacationing if you will in Florida and. You know whether that means going from St. Pete to Miami or Miami to St. Pete, whatever it is, just to kind of break the monotony of what's going on. Folks seem to be a little more comfortable driving than obviously getting on a plane and going through that.
2: Got it. Good. Now, Greg, you said the mountains. What what mountains are there other than landfills in Florida? <laughs> no,
3: no, <laughs> no. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> yeah. It's a, no, not in Florida. I'm talking North Georgia. It's a seven-hour drive. Oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh! Yeah,
4: not, not, not in Florida, man.
3: <laughs> I was going to say,
2: because I remember back in the day when I was doing rehab, we would go to what they call down here in Miami, Mount Trashmore, it's basically a oh, landfill yeah. right up, right on the water, and you have to go dump this stuff, and that that was the best view around, but you didn't smell good afterwards.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, none of, none of the Florida mountains did swim.
4: Nice.
2: Now, 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 Greg, I I wanted to ask you. Um, uh, so so, Rich was talking about the bookings on the hotel site. What what what, what about on the on the on the person who's going to lease it uh, for uh you know a year because they live there. Um, you know maybe they were in the restaurant industry, maybe they were in something else. How how reliable or what what, what what's the feel? What's the vibe like for that resident who wants to actually lease a place? Do you see rents uh, staying steady, stable? Uh, um,
3: are they going up? Are they going down? What? Given the well, fact that the unemployment I, rate is so high. I mean, I was just on that side, I've still got to point to supply and demand. Um, yep. There are just no rentals around here. I mean, it's kind of, there's just nothing available. So it's just that, you know, you just got to vet that person a little bit more. You know, maybe yep. ask for a little bit more down on a deposit. Um, you know, just get a little more of that, a little more info, if you will. But, I mean, it really hasn't skipped a beat. Um, now, you know, people, folks have to have a place to live. Uh, again i think you know if if people are kind of hey i you know i want to get out i want to save some money i want to go to a rental and see what happens you know yep. there's just there's just no inventory There's is zero inventory across the board yep
4: now, hey, just now, to now jump in let, let me jump sorry, in Rush. real quick yep I, one thing you can always count on in the down economy is a robust rental market and increased liquor sales uh, because, whoa!
2: whoa it, people, about you're it from people,
4: experience, or you read that?
2: No, it's, it's heard.
4: That, that, that that's a personal experience. Uh, yeah. No, the fact is, is people's lives are being blown up. Okay, yeah. they're, they're losing, yeah. they're, they're losing their equity. Their access yeah. to capital is gone. So, where are they going to live in a cardboard box? No, yeah. they're going to go rent something. So, I, I mean, I, I've taken every penny I have stock market and everything I got is in brick and mortar right now, because I think rental is the future and, and, and I, and I, I love it. So no matter what happens, I, it's almost the worse it gets, the better it gets.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
2: Um, R- R- Rich, uh, the, the CARES Act, which is the federal program, uh, the beginning of it where they're, they're putting out trillions of dollars, Try to stimulate the economy, backstop companies, uh, backstop municipalities, all that type of stuff. One of the things that was sort of put in place is uh, a forbearance. Basically, anybody who has a mortgage which is owned by or backed by the federal government could be Fannie, could be Freddie. um, They could request from their lender that for the next six months, effectively, they're not making the payments and everything's getting put on the back end. And then at the end of six months, they can go ahead and ask for another six-month extension. So effectively kicking the can down about a year. Which puts us about April, May, June of 2021, when uh, you know the check comes due, if you will. In, in effect, there's there's some that have said that as soon as that happens, we're probably going to see a rash of foreclosures. At least that's what they're talking about on the uh, uh, in the Miami area. Um, do, do you have any perspective about the uh, Tampa-St. Petersburg uh, type of area? Anything uh, you know? Is it the same? Is it is it different? And 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 why?
4: No, it's identical because forbearance. A lot of people think forbearance is that they they take the payments you don't back and they add it to the end of the lease at the end of the mortgage term and that's not true if you got a three month six month but whatever the number of months of your forbearance is whenever that forbearance is up then you owe whatever you skip plus that much payment right and so unless by some magical circumstance your, your finances have changed dramatically. I, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people I've counseled not to do the forbearance unless it's an absolute necessity, and in which case most of them are planning on on leaving once the forbearance is up. And, yeah, yeah. And we're dealing we're deal with clients like that right now that are buying smaller, downsizing, right-sizing, getting their money right, because they plan on bolting once the forbearance is due, so they're using their good credit now to set their life up in the future, because once they default, then they're in for seven years plus of of a credit nightmare, and so, so that is an absolutely real thing going on right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Greg. I guess, and then this is my last question before I ask you both my final question. But last question about sort of looking kind of at at, at the future. Greg, Greg um, you, you you lived in Miami for a number of years. You went over to the Tampa area. Somebody who doesn't really know Tampa St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin, what would you tell them is like one or two redeeming or or, or different or, or something that just makes you go, Oh shit, I'm happy I'm here and I'm no longer in Miami. So is there one thing you can or, or two things you can sort of put out there to set the tone and divide the for them?
3: Well, I'll just say a little bit more laid back atmosphere, of course, to start with. Um a little bit more spread out. Um yep. not having to be, you know, if you're coming from the south and you know, I remember, you know, when I used to have to come to our office when I live down on one eighty four or you know, down near um down south in that area. Uh you know, if you're gonna get on Old Cutler any time after six forty five, you're not making it there before nine o'clock. Um yeah. you know, you gotta cut up and you gotta jump on the you know, jump on the train and, you know, take it down there. But once you get downtown, um, you know, you're okay. You can take the metro mover, but then if you gotta go to South Beach, you gotta drive there. Uh just I lived on I lived on the beach for what, nine years? And I did see how you know, parking just just everything was just just a grind, um yeah. up here, just a little bit more laid back, um uh, my son, for example, he excelled when he came up here, he kind of got lost, he's a shy kid, he kind of got lost down there in the school system, but up here yep. he thrived um got so it. that was obviously that was kind of first and foremost proud family um but then and then, just like I said, you know we- we had an area where we wanted to live and just the walkability factor, just just quality of life, I would say was just better for us. And, you know, just Miami wasn't for me anymore.
2: Nice. Okay. Understood. And I'm sure the audience Mm -hmm. is going to appreciate that. Now, now I guess, I guess the final question for each of you, and I'm a little bit of a foodie. So here's what I have to ask you. You guys are both in the Tampa St. Petersburg area and Tampa claims to be the creator of the Cuban sandwich, Miami claims <laughs> that they are the creator of the Cuban sandwich. Now, there's a difference and there's a rivalry. Both of you, I'm assuming, had the Cuban sandwich in Tampa and you've had it in Miami. Which one's better and why? Well, well,
4: well I, I got to stick <laughs> up for my Larry's Deli on U.S. 41 up here called Land Boulevard has the best double press. Cuban sandwich I've ever had in my life. It, it's about as heavy as a brick. Uh, <laughs> and and it, it, it's, it's the best I ever had. Now, if you said, you know, fioles, negro, cielos, and possibly a nice Cuban fried chicken, then I'm telling you, man, Miami's the place to be. But I I, I, I got to stick with Larry's Deli. That's, that's my vote.
3: Okay. And Greg? <laughs> I would say I uh, to piggyback on that, I would say we've had, you know, again the migration, um, my brother in law's and we've had our best friends move up here that were Cuban and they've yet to find that Cuban sandwich here. So I kinda lean on them for that. That being said, my son, like Jackson loves, loves Eddie's in Dunedin. He loves that Cuban sandwich. It's fantastic. So I'm not a big Cuban sandwich fan, period. Cuban sandwich fan period. So uh that's up I'll lean on the Cubans for that, and the Cubans in Miami say, this one's got nothing on, <laughs> yeah, it's got nothing on Miami.
2: Nice, nice. G- gentlemen, somebody's listening in the crowd, uh, they want to reach out to you, they want to pick your brain, they want to the list a property with you, how, how, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you, uh, both uh, telephone and or electronically?
3: Okay, you can either, okay. Greg, you can reach me at 786-223-3324. For Rich Grant, 727-858-5583. Um, and then via email, it's real easy. It's richgrant at KW.com, R-I-C-H-E-R-A-N-T at K W dot com. And for myself, it's Greg G as in Boy E-R at K W dot com. Or you can go to Florida dash justadwater.com. And it'll bring it to our site. Okay, and if you could
2: repeat the numbers one more time and then the website one 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 more time.
4: Thanks, Peter, because I was having a hard time making it out with Greg too. Greg is seven eight six two two three 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 two four, Greg Schreiber. And me, okay. Rich Grant. Rich Grant seven two seven eight five eight five five eight three. And our website is Florida-JustAddWater.com. Nice.
2: Well, I'm sure the audience uh,
4: appreciates it, and
2: and so do I, gentlemen. That is Rich Grant. That is Greg Schreiber. They have a company called the Grant Homes uh, Group. They are working on the uh, Keller Williams uh, umbrella out there in the Tampa, St. Petersburg, uh, Clearwater area. If you're looking to find out what's going on in the market, you're looking to buy, you're looking to sell, I would highly suggest you reach out to them. Pick their uh, brains, see what's going on, and maybe you guys can do a business uh, deal. So thanks for listening to the Condo Vultures podcast. I'm Peter Zalewski. I'm your host. Be sure to tune in on Tuesday. We're going to have a roundtable. We have current and former journalists sitting around talking about the biggest headlines that have occurred in the last week. And then on the following Thursday, we're going to have another guest interview much like this. Again, the idea is to try to give you some real-time straight talk information about what's really going on in the real estate market rather than some of the smoke blowing that uh, tends to go on. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you next week.